Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to for business professionals, business owners, salespeople, and the like. And that is really because of the guests who uh, join me to share their expertise and information that you can then use in your business. Today is no different. Uh, My guest today is Heather Saffer. Heather is the founder of Dollop Gourmet, a better-for-you frosting brand sold in thousands of major retail stores. Heather is a winner of Food Network's Cupcakes Wars and author of two best-selling cookbooks. She's been featured on Shark Tank, QVC, Forbes, Huntington Post, I'm sorry, Huffington Post, Oprah.com, and People Magazine. Thanks so much for joining me today, Heather. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. I am thrilled to have you here and listening to all the places that you have been, um, this was part of, you know, the reason, part of the reason, actually, that I wanted to have a conversation with you because we are going to be talking about, you know, how do you get PR? How do you get free press? And um, you have certainly gotten yourself <laughs> on a number of really great outlets. So uh, I, I cannot uh, wait to hear this. But um, so first, I, I think I'm going to start with how did you did you get on the on Food Network's Cupcake Wars because you'd been on Shark Tank or was it the other way around or was it something else that that created that opportunity for you? I got on Food Network's Cupcake Wars before I was on Shark Tank, um, and I got on because I had a bakery at the time and I auditioned. And actually the first year I auditioned, I did not get on. And then I learned what I should do differently to, to try again and get on the next year. So when I auditioned the second year, I, I did it a bit differently and I did get on. Ah, okay. See, that's good too. See, you know, because people think that, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, what do they call it? Um, overnight sensations. And they're really not overnight. They're working their tail off <laughs> trying to figure out how to get stuff done so that then they can get noticed. So it doesn't always happen first time out of the gate. Um, 
Okay. So there's an awful lot of uh, people out there doing the same sort of things but trying to stand out, trying to gain recognition. So how would you say people should differentiate themselves so they get that attention? Like how did you differentiate yourself? So I would say, so when I first started, I, I decided I wanted to open a bakery and I had no idea how to bake. I had never baked before. Um, and I decided I wanted to teach myself how to bake and try to open a bakery. And so that part, that partly became my story, right? So that became an interesting part of the story was that I had never baked before where a lot of people who had started bakeries, they, they had the story of baking in their, you know, at their grandmother's elbow and they, they, you know, were in a household where their grandmother baked and their mother baked and, and they had been baking all throughout their childhood. And my story was a bit different. I had never baked before. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, so that became an interesting twist to differentiate myself. The fact that I taught myself how to bake by using Google and YouTube um, that that became part of the story. So I would say everyone has a story, right? I mean, and even people, I, I, was, I was looking at this woman on Instagram the other day and I was reading one of her posts that said she uh, failed to win this competition she was going after to get on, um, to get in a magazine. I guess there was this fitness competition and she was going to she thought that she would get picked and the winner was going to get to be in a fitness magazine. And she said that she didn't get picked and she thinks it's because she didn't, she doesn't have a story. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, well, everyone has a story, right? Yeah. I, I believe that everyone has a story. Maybe you just haven't learned how to, utilize your story to get what you want but everyone has a story and so you need to tap into what your story is and how is it a bit different than other people's stories and then start to kind of pull that apart and and put it together into something interesting so that seems like something that can be uh hard for people to do because what, what you know is it that they think they don't have a story or they don't think their story is interesting or unique or um you know uh, is going to grab people i think that's part of it and you know I, it's it's with anything right when you're so kind of immersed in yourself and your story it's hard to take a step back and see what is different about you and see what other people uh, would look at and view as interesting or unique. So, um, I mean, it, it helps to, whether it's having a coach or, or someone to, to talk to, to kind of pull that story out of you and put it together. I don't, I don't believe that you really need to hire a publicist for this kind of stuff, um, but maybe having a coach or a consultant or someone help you pull that story out of you would be beneficial. I do too. It's interesting. Um, a couple years ago, I did one of those Pachachka things, and the uh, the theme was tell tell us your story. 
and like, you know, how did you get here to, to whatever it is you're doing? And going through that process, I realized so many things about why I do what I do, how I got to where I am that I had never connected before. But, but going through that practice, and I would say to people, everyone should go through this. Everyone should try and tell their story in 20 slides, 20 seconds of slides, because it really gives you an opportunity to look at your life differently, and you can see how dots connect. It, it's, it was a really fascinating experience and helps me tell my story now in a totally different way. I, I never would have told it this way. Right. That's, and that's fantastic. Cause you know what? And actually that's something that you need to keep doing throughout your life and throughout your journey as you're, you know, doing different stuff in your business or creatively, because I just did this again with a friend the other day and I actually had the epiphany of why I uh, have spent my, you know, my whole business career here getting free PR and why I've been so successful at getting free PR is because I'm a terrible self-promoter and I've always hated promoting myself. I'm the person that would go to a networking event and leave and no one knows who I am <laughs> unless I bring someone with me. And then they're the person that's always saying, Oh, did you meet Heather? She was on shark tank and this, that, and the other. And I just stand there because I really don't like self-promotion. It makes me really uncomfortable. So when I discovered I could get, I could get free PR and I could get on TV and in magazines and I have other people promoting me so that I don't have to do it myself. Um, that, that kind of, that was my why as to why I've, you know, gone after the PR and been so successful with it is because I hate self-promotion. It makes me so uncomfortable. So when you, you know, digging out these stories and your why is really important because it, it helps build your story and then, and it makes you feel more authentic in the telling of your story as well. Okay. So I, I find this so fascinating because I think most people are terrible at self-promotion because we're raised to be modest and not to brag and all those sorts of things. So it, it's hard to figure out where that line is. So we just don't do it. You know, we would just prefer not to talk about ourselves. But having said that, at some point you had to do some sort of self-promotion in order to be able to get the PR. Like you had to tell people something about you. Right. And you right? do you have to tell the, the producers, the, yeah. the magazine editors, right. You have to get in front of them. You have to find out how to get in front of them. And then you have to pitch yourself to them. So you do have to do some level of self-promotion. And for me, it felt more comfortable because I was just pitching one person or, you know, a handful uh, separately. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to go on Facebook and tell everyone how awesome I am all the time and tell my friends and family how awesome I am all the time. So it was, it, it just, uh, it felt a bit different and it was more comfortable. And then when I would start to get the, the PR and get on the TV shows, it, uh, it was this kind of liberating, exciting feeling of scoring something that you were going after. And then you get to go on TV, see yourself on TV. 
your friends and family see you, everyone loves it, everyone's excited for you, and then you get to go and do it all over again by trying to pitch someone else. That's so interesting. Okay. So I'm loving this because seriously, I think probably the majority of people who are listening are feeling that same sort of, I don't want to be doing self-promotion thing. So I think one of the, the places where people get hung up is on that email pitch. You know, how do you actually reach out and say something that is compelling enough to get a response? So how do you craft an email pitch? So a lot of it is, uh, it has to be short, right? It has to be very short and to the point because these producers and editors, they, they get a lot of pitches and they don't want to read through the whole thing. So you can't, you can't tell your whole story. You have to, you have to really boil it down. And, and what I always recommend people do is write out your story and then just go back through and keep taking stuff out and take out all the unnecessary extra words and and you really have to call it down into just the basics um that's that's still interesting and going to catch attention and then a lot of this sometimes especially if you're just starting out if you're just starting your business and you haven't gotten any publicity at all is your goal is to get some to get get in their local paper get on your local news because then you utilize that as credibility to then, it's kind of a ladder to take the, the next step on the next rung to get the next hit of publicity because you're gonna put that you were you know, on ABC News, maybe it was your local ABC News, but you're gonna put that in there uh, as, as a source of credibility that you are an expert, you are newsworthy, and then you're gonna, that's gonna help in your pitch. That's always gonna help in your pitch when you can show the credibility of other people talking about you. Uh, so you wanna get that first hit if you haven't gotten one yet. Okay, so that, that was gonna be my next question, like which media outlets do after first? So you're saying go after your local. Absolutely. I, I would, I, right, I would imagine partly because they're more likely because it's a local interest story, so your odds go up. Right, initially. they're always looking for stories. I mean, especially the paper and the news, I mean, they have to do stories every day. So they're always looking for local interest stories. Uh, and if you've started a business or if you have a good story, which you do, right, we already determined everyone has a good story, uh, then... Yeah. And you can, you know, I'm willing to bet, you know, 99% of the time you can get in your local news and then you can leverage that to get more local news and then you can start building and get more of the national stuff. Got it. Okay. And what are some of the ways you would suggest people leverage that publicity? So, so I get the, um, you know, once you're on your local, use it to help you get on others, but what are other things people should be, you know, so they get on the media. So, you know, what should they be doing with that? How do they use that? So then you have to self-promote, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but see, it's, it's a bit different because you're, you're, so if you get on your local news, most of the time it's going to be live. Let's take like the, a local morning show for an example. It's, it's going to be live usually, but then, uh, they're going to post the link later on in the day of your story that was live earlier in the morning. So once they post that link, you can then share that link out to 
your social following, your email list, your send emails to your customers or business associates, everyone saying, hey, in case you missed it, did you see this? It's self-promoting, but it's, it's different, right? Because you're sharing a story about yourself that someone else did. So someone else did a story on you and you're sharing that. So what you're really sharing is someone else saying how awesome you are, not you saying how awesome you are. Right. Right. I get that. It's funny because I was just thinking, um, really part of what you're doing, I think what people could consider is that what part of what they're doing is they're promoting that venue. Sure, they're saying, you know, look, look at this. Um, but, but it's not like you're saying buy my product or, uh, or my service or, you know, come do business with me. You're saying, you know, look at the story. This was exciting. It's sort of that, you know, talking about your business in a way that isn't salesy. Exactly. And people love that. Like, especially, I mean, especially on social media, when you think about, and and people who have a hard time with self-promotion, it's because it's their friends and family that are following them and they feel like they're hammering them with their business all the time. And that's uncomfortable, but they, your family and friends and customers get really excited when you're in the news. They really, really do. They love seeing those stories. They love then sharing and being like, Hey, this was my friend. This was my cousin who was in the news. They absolutely love that. It's not, it's not the same. Like you said, it's not, you're not telling them, Hey, buy, buy my product, you know, hire me. You're that's not, that's not what you're sharing. You're sharing this, story about yourself that was newsworthy and uh people love seeing that they really do get excited about it yeah yeah i think that that is a great point so we have to sort of remember that people want to um share in our good news so we should feel comfortable letting them know it yeah right exactly and you're not you're not telling them like bye 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 you're it's a it's a subtle, you're sharing about you. And then if they're interested, they'll, they'll buy and you're keeping your name out there. Um, but it's more story driven than sales driven. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Okay. I have to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Okay. Accelerate your business growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are The Power of Positive Coaching by Lee Kalan and Leading Loyalty by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Heather Saffer about how to get free press without hiring a PR firm. Okay, so I'd asked you the question earlier about, you know, which came first, uh, the Food Network or Shark Tank, and, and the Food Network did, so how did you get on Shark Tank? 
So Shark Tank was essentially the same process. I, I reached out, I sent an email to the casting and uh, shared a bit of my story and waited to hear back. And Shark Tank is a really, really long audition process. I think in total it was almost a year. Uh, just a lot, wow. of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, Skype interviews and, and phone calls and paperwork. Um, but the key is knowing when these shows are casting and then knowing your story and your pitch to actually send it out there and grab the attention of the producers. Okay. Can you expand on that? Like, how do you find that out? How do you know? There's, uh, I mean, some of them, like, if it's a big show like Shark Tank, I mean, they, they post everywhere where they're casting. Um, and other shows, you can usually go to, there's, there's either casting, uh, casting companies that you can actually sign up for their email list, and you'll get emails when there's a show coming up that they're casting, or you can go to the network's websites, and a lot of times they'll have a casting tab, and they'll show what shows are, are casting for that season. Uh, so that's, that's usually how you find out who is casting, and then it usually starts with sending sending an email, but you again, it's about your story. So you have to you're sending the same kind of pitch email to to grab the attention to talk about your story, and you have to craft it towards what type of show it is. So you can't just have like one standard pitch uh, and send the same thing to everyone. You have to take into account what kind of show you are trying to get on and tailor your pitch accordingly. Oh, gosh, I'll bet that's key. Okay, so you keep it short, and you make sure you tailor it to them. Um, are there, like, elements of a good audition? There's definitely elements of a good audition, and, and part of it is kind of thinking about and knowing what they're looking for. So, um... I mean, charting, for example, I think a lot of people go into it thinking that they're really pitching their business and, and the numbers. And knowing the numbers is important, but first and foremost, you have to keep in mind you're pitching a television show and you're pitching to pro TV producers. So that is more important than the business aspect is, is making for good TV. You have to have an interesting story to... Uh, get the attention of the TV producers because you're going to be on TV. It's not, it's not actually uh, like if you're going to an investor pitch meeting. I, you're going to do an investor pitch meeting completely different than you're going to pitch to the producers of Shark Tank. Boy, that is huge. That I hope people really heard that. That you have to remember that you're first pitching to a TV show. Uh, and and be, so there's so you have to know your audience is is really what I'm hearing. Right, you have to know your audience. I mean, and another example is I was on the Steve Harvey show. Now this wasn't even for my business because I'm also of the mindset that you just get just get some publicity, and the more you can get on these shows, like I was on a game show 
um, that aired last month too, which had nothing to do with my business, but you still say your name and you're there and it's something you can share um, with your customers and families and friends. So I was on Steve Harvey show and it was a dating segment. So I had to find out what the specific segment was and then what the producers were looking for. And then I had to pitch them on me and kind of amp it up a little, like put everything out there and not hold back. Because again, it's, you always have to keep in mind it's TV. What would you want to watch on TV? What, what would be interesting to watch on TV? So you sometimes have to amp it up a little bit, not, not lie or anything, but just put everything out there. So, I mean, for the example, it was a, it was a dating segment about what, how, how picky you are in dating. So I put, I didn't just put out the things that, you know, I'm kind of picky about. I put everything I could ever possibly think of that I was not looking for in a partner. And I put everything out there. Um, Cause you really, you, and that, that's what I call is like amping it up a bit. Like just putting everything out there. Don't hold back. Okay. So is there any publicity that is a waste of time and people should not seek? Or do you think it's all good? The one thing that I did that was a complete waste of time, uh, and this was actually the one time that I paid for publicity. And this was the only time I ever paid for publicity. It was through a publicist was putting together a media event where uh, you had to, as a brand, you had to pay for a booth and she said that she was going to have, and this was in, uh, I was living in LA. This was in West Hollywood at a fancy hotel. And she was having, she said there was going to be influencers and magazine editors and TV producers and, and all these, you know, big influencers that you'd want to get in touch with. We're going to come through the event and if I had, if I paid for a booth, I'd get to talk to them about my company and myself. So I, this is something I didn't normally do, but I figured it was right down the street from where I was living. Let me give it a shot. She made it sound really good. Um, it was money I didn't want to spend and I never spent money on, on publicity like this before. So I went, I did the event and it was a complete waste of time. Um, there was, there weren't any magazine editors. There weren't any TV producers. There was some like D-list influencers that I had never heard of before that came through and were asking for free product. Um, and it was, that, that's the, that's the one thing I did this media event that was a total waste of time. So I would, I, I would not recommend those. I am so glad that you brought that up. And, and, I think that happens a lot with small business owners where someone will pitch them something, you know, a way for them to get in front of whoever, and it'll be on the pricier side, but it will seem like this really great opportunity. And, and I don't know that they know how to differentiate, you know, how to say, yes, now is a good time for me to be doing this. Cause some things it could just be timing. Now is just not a good time for you to do it. Um, so, I mean, do you think there's a way that, that we can maybe gauge whether we should 
bother or is it just you have to take a leap of faith? I think a lot of it is listening to your intuition and and does this does this feel right? Does this feel like the right time? Does this feel right? But then I mean even sometimes like I think you're going to make mistakes, right? You're going to you're going to do the wrong things. You're not going to do everything perfectly right. And um even in I I could say like you should, you know, check into other people who've done the done the event or whatever in the past, but I did that too and they had good reviews. So um I think I think I think you should definitely do that, you know, ask people, find out who've done the event or whatever it is you're thinking of doing, who've done it before, ask them what it was like, ask them for advice, ask specifics of the organizer, what you will be getting out of the event. Um, but even if you do all those things and it still doesn't go well, don't beat yourself up for it because you're going to make mistakes. Like I did all those things and the event still did nothing for me and was a complete waste of money. Um, but you, I think that's just kind of the nature of the game sometimes. And as long as you did all the things that you thought you should do to avoid a bad experience, don't beat yourself up if it was still a bad experience. I, I think that is a great point. I agree. I think listen to your gut and then, you know what, if you end up doing something that doesn't work out, at least you tried, at least you got out there. And sometimes I think, boy, if you even just meet one person who you connect with, regardless of who they are, it could be another exhibitor, who knows, um, then, you know, if you're building relationships in any sort of way or learning anything that you can put in your business, then, okay it's not the end of the world. Right, right. There's the silver lining always, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And we need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> now, um can anybody do this? Can anybody get free publicity? Do you think? Absolutely. I do. I think anyone can do this. Uh I don't think you need to hire a publicist. Um I've I've hired publicists before too and one was okay and one was terrible and I and I and I kicked myself because I could have done a better job um, on my own uh, so I do I think anyone can do this I think it's just learning how to do it I think it's a good skill to have instead of hiring a publicist um, learning how to craft your story find the right people um, send good pitches. I think it's a good skill to have because you're always going to need it, if, you know, especially if you don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on publicists, you're always going to need the skill of pitching yourself. And I, and I, like I said before, like, I think everyone has a story. So it's just kind of formulating that story, learning the skills, learning how to pitch, and then, um, and then you can get the, the publicity. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think that is absolutely a great point. And and so based on like you know some of the some of the um, shows that you've gone on and some of the things that you've done, I, I I guess what I'm hearing is you don't always need to be talking about your business. Right. Does it depend on right? Does it depend on um. Does it depend on the venue? Does it depend on what you want to get out of it? Is it a combination? 
You know, what, what, how, do, how do people figure out? Because I could see people looking at everything as an opportunity to talk about their business. Right. Right. And you, and, and you can, I mean, we all know those people though too, but it's, I, I don't know, people that I, that I know who are always talking about their business, it's a bit of a turnoff to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, if that's, if that's you and that's what, you know, works for you and makes you comfortable, then, you know, by all means do you, um, that, it, that hasn't worked for me, my personality. Just, I don't think that you always need to be talking about your business. Uh, you, it's, it's more about who, who you are as a person and just, you know, being a good person, being a full, well-rounded person and just um, getting out there and putting yourself out there. When I think of people I know that uh, I, I like them as people, I see them on social media, like friends, I call them friends loosely because I mean, I don't necessarily know I'm, you know, we're not going out for drinks together, but I'm friends with them on Facebook or whatever. And they're always, um, they have businesses, but they're not always talking about their business. They're always authentic though. And they're always just being themselves, whether it's goofy or opinionated or, or funny or, or talking about their business. I, appreciate those people more than the people that are constantly like buy my stuff buy my stuff like always talking about their business i don't so i i think you know looking looking around at the the people um around you and how they're handling themselves and and who who do are you more inclined to do business with you know the person who's always in your face selling or the person who's sharing interesting stories and and just being a person and they you know happen to have this cool business as well um yeah yeah i'm totally with you i I think be yourself be genuine tell your story own that you have a story because everybody does and and that's i have a feeling that more of these outlets would rather connect with people who are genuine than people who are always in that uh, self-promotion mode. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they want authentic stories. They want good Mm -hmm. stories. They don't, you don't want to be, um, and especially in your pitches, you don't want to be selling. Like this is not an advertisement. The local news is not going to put you on if you're advertising your business. They want you to buy an ad if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, right. That's good so they, you have to be, you have to be sharing a story. You have to be um, sharing value for the for the audience. Uh, you you have to make sure you're not advertising because they have ad departments that they'll sell you. They'll they're happy to sell you ads um, if that's how you're coming across. <laughs> so just beware if all of a sudden they give you their media kit. <laughs> You right. probably didn't do it quite right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, this is so great. So I, I have a, a sort of off-topic, sort of off-topic question for you, and that is when I was reading your bio, um, a part of it says a better-for-you frosting brand. Can you explain what that means? Yes. So better-for-you frosting, it's better for you because it's lower sugar. 
Uh, it's about half as much sugar as conventional frosting. It's vegan, soy-free, gluten-free, non-GMO, uh, no artificial junk or, or preservatives. So, I mean, it's still, it's still frosting. It's still a, a dessert, uh, but it's, it's better for you in that we've removed a lot of the junk. Got it. That's so great. Thank you for, for explaining that. Um, I, and I really appreciate this information because I really, this is a topic that so many people talk about or they struggle with or they don't know how to approach. And, um, you know, being able to hear it from someone who's done it, who, you know, figured it out and made those decisions and someone who doesn't necessarily want to be doing self-promotion, which I think is, you know, most people out there is really valuable. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience and your um, input and ideas with my listeners. Well, thank you, Diane. I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the space to, to share. I hope, that, um, I hope that it helps some people. Oh, gosh, I'm sure it will. Will you let the listeners know, you know how they can find you and how they can find your frosting and anything you want them to know, please? Yes, they can find the frosting at dollopgourmet.com. They can find me on Facebook, uh, Real Heather Saffer, or Instagram, Heather Cupcakes. And then I, uh, I put together this step-by-step -step video tutorial on how to find the email address of any influencer, uh, editor, TV producer, because that was one of the hardest things for me was to find these contact emails of, of people in order to pitch them. So when I finally figured out how to do it, I put together this tutorial and uh, your listeners can get it for free just by going to uh, freeprhacker.com and I can send them that, that email that to them for free. And then that should hopefully be a good first step. At least they can find out how to get these people. Wow, that's awesome. I, I would imagine those people are hard to find, you know, that's really great. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'll be heading over there <laughs> to get that list. Uh, well, again, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. And boy, did you get an awful lot from today. So thanks for stopping by. Share it with your friends. And I also want to sh uh, thank our sponsor. If you would like to get a free trial of audible.com as well as a free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> I know, right?